Welcome to the Golden Age of Baseball with Eddie Robinson, baseball's oldest living player. Eddie was a four-time All-Star, World Series winner, scout, and front office executive during his amazing 65-year career in baseball. These podcasts will give the baseball enthusiasts the opportunity to share a slice of baseball history with someone who actually lived it. And now, here's Eddie. I'm going to get started on uh, some of the questions that have been mailed in. A lot of questions are asked over and over again. Some I've already answered, and some I will answer in the future. Particularly the Casey Stingle questions. People want me to talk about Stingle. Well, I'm going to talk about Stingle when I get to be a Yankee. When I get traded to the Yankees, I'm going to talk a lot about Stingle. Art Snyder wanted to know, what was the best game I ever played, the most memorable? Thinking back on it, you, you know, you played in two World Series and four All-Star games. There have been many moments and many memorable games. But to me, I guess the game that I think back turns out to be most memorable was the playoff game that we had with the Boston Red Sox. That was a big game. It was the first playoff game they'd ever had in them in the American League. And we we won it rather easily, went on to players in the World Series. And that, that's my most memorable ball game. Aaron Lebrinsky asked me, uh, do I keep up Dave Bristol? And he was my manager in Atlanta. Call each other up uh, maybe once a month. And he told me to tell me that Phil Negro had passed away. He also, uh, Friendly with Doyle Alexander. Uh, Doyle was a pitcher and a good one. And other clubs helped Detroit win a pennant. He and I are, are very good friends. Uh, we play golf together. And uh, but, uh, and he assisted me in uh, a tournament that we held every year. Outside of that, and, uh, I, I, I do talk to a couple of former general managers once in a while. Most of my friends have, have passed away. Tony Sachs asked me uh, if I remembered my first hit. Last hit. Yeah, I remember my first hit. I got uh, I got it in the uh, stadium and, 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 and cleared right off Ray Scarborough and I was happy to get it and uh, I, I don't remember it all. Paul Richards was a manager in Baltimore and I was a coach, player coach. He said a bat and go up and hit it Wilhelm. That was a joke. I couldn't hit Wilhelm and he I, I went up and struck out and came back to the bench. First hit in my last at bat. Ray Donner asked me about Harry Eisenstadt, a pitcher with Cleveland. I do remember Harry. I remember meeting him. But I, I only met him. He didn't pitch while I was there. We never went out to dinner together or anything. I don't, I don't know much about Harry Eisenstadt, except I do know he was with the Indians in 1942. Brad Jerome asked me who my favorite player is today. Favorite player today is Mike Trout. He's just a great player. He handles himself well. Guy Dahman asked me about Steve Dalkowski. Well, Steve was a, a very interesting guy that I came across. He was a, a minor pitcher. 
And uh, I'm going to talk about him again when I uh, get with Baltimore as a coach. He was one of our players. We signed him and brought him along as a player. But we could never get him to have enough control to pitch in the big leagues. Scott McClellan wrote me, what, what do I think of Ty Cobb? Well, I, you, we all know about Ty Cobb. He played hard. He was a great player. He went and, and hit doubles and triples. Anyway, he's one of the greatest players of all time. I think he would have done well today or back in those days he did well. And um, one one good thing he did, he bought a lot of Coca-Cola stock when it was uh, Coca-Cola first came out. And I'm sure that that uh, might be the rest of his life. Brian Marshall uh, really asked me what my favorite steak was. My favorite steak is a New York sirloin strip, like filet mignons, but they they just don't have quite have the taste that a New York strip does. So the New York strip is my steak. John Traub wanted to know what I thought of a lack of 20-game winners. Well, I don't like it, and uh, of course I wasn't used to it. was uh, every pitcher's. Uh, wish was to be a 20-game winner in the big leagues. Not all that many of them, but you'd love to see two good pitchers hook up in a pitcher's duel in the afternoon. That would draw a big crowd, and uh, it was all about. But it doesn't, it doesn't have the game today. I don't think it, it will ever happen again. Andy Bevins asked me an interesting thing. He wanted to know here today most reminds me of myself. When Brantley, uh, who plays uh, right field for the Houston Astros, I see him, I, I think he has some of my mannerisms. I feel not played first base, but I think I was uh, kind of like uh, him more than anybody else. Joseph Manager sent me five good questions. Joseph, <laughs> I've answered them all. I had an interesting call from um, Chief Kalen. He he's a, a, plays for the Navy Band in Washington, D.C. He is the principal trombonist in the band. Now, that's a cushion job. That's the kind of job you'd like to have. I'd like to have, and I thank him for calling in, writing in. I think he wrote me because other chief of his. Eric Oliver wrote me and asked me to talk about Bill Beck. Well, I've talked to him, but I'll talk about him a lot more. Time goes on and we talk more. But I'd like to say <clears throat> that uh, one other thing about Bill. He he started the uh, thing of uh, take me out to the ball game, seventh inning. He was, the, he was the owner of the Chicago White Sox and Harry Carey, announcer for the White Sox. Beck heard him sing uh, part of a song one night. I don't know where they were. Probably it's him to sing uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game at the Ball. By the time on, Harry sang it, and uh, I thought you'd like to know that. Josh Murphy asked me what was the funniest happening uh, that I can remember, and there's so many funny happenings every year uh, during the time I played from uh, 
baiting the umpires and getting them mad at you so that they don't want to run you off the bench, uh, getting on the pitchers, doing all sorts of things, pranks on one another. It, it, it was a fun time. Baseball season was a fun time. I see in the, in the news last night, I was watching television, and, and an old friend of mine jumped up on the screen, George Toma. George and I go way back. He's, he's 92 years old. Uh, he was in uh, Tampa, Florida, helping prepare the field for the Super Bowl. Now, George and I first met when he was with Kansas City Athletics working for Charlie Finley. And uh, I went from Houston to Kansas City uh, to help Eddie Lopat, who was general manager there, and Charlie Finley. He, he, he was probably the most fastidious groundskeeper I ever knew. And uh, I'm sure he was the best groundskeeper I ever knew. The Bossards were good. They were in Cleveland. And uh, Emil Bossard, the father, uh, was the head groundskeeper in Cleveland, and his sons worked with him. And later, one of his sons, I think it was George, became head's ground, head groundskeeper of Chicago White Sox. But he, he, he was good. The Bossards were good, but uh, Toma was better. Toma worked for the Athletics when they had the uh, rabbit that near home plate that held a basket. And when the umpire needed balls, he stepped on a button on the field and the rabbit came out of the ground and uh, the umpire got his balls out of the basket. That was a funny thing to see. Not many people know about it. I don't think it's ever been written about. But you know about it. And uh, the fan, Kansas City fans of that time uh, knew about it. And also... Uh, Charlie Finley had a pet mule, and he named the mule Charlie O. And when we when we played games down the left field line, there was a grass area at the end of the bleachers, uh, probably forty yards from the end of the bleachers to the outfield fence, and it was a grassy area and. Uh, a beautiful little area, and he, during the ball games, Charlie O would be grazing down there. It was quite a sight. He had a, a big blanket thrown over him. The blanket was yellow, as I remember, or gold, gold color, and had a big Charlie O uh, on the, on both sides of it that you could read when you looked down there and saw him. <laughs> I understand that later on, when Charlie, after Charlie moved the club to um, Oakland, uh, he, he was in the World Series, and, and to entertain the press, they had they'd put up a very big tent, and it was a press tent, and that's where the press went to eat, eat lunch, and have drinks and and all the owners and uh, important people in baseball went there uh, 
to associate with one another, see one another before and after the games. Well, one day before the game, the curtain opens on the tent and in walks Charlie O the mule with his uh, with his tender, the guy that tended him. And he, he walked casually walked through the press tent and uh, everybody got out of his way, of course. And But he wasn't a bad-looking sight going through there. And everybody got a kick out of it. Charlie didn't get along with the press very well. And I think this was kind of a knock on them that he would bring his mule through there. But it was quite a sight, I understand. I I was not there and didn't get to see it. But I'm telling you about it because I think you'll get a kick out of it, too. Well, I answered a lot of your questions. I thought I'd do this. I'll try to answer the questions again next month. Thank you for listening to the Golden Age of Baseball with baseball legend Eddie Robinson. If you have a question for Eddie or would like to suggest a topic for him to discuss, please email eddie.robinson65 at yahoo.com. And for an even deeper dive into the Golden Age of Baseball, read his autobiography, Lucky Me, My 65 Years in Baseball, which you can find on goodreads.com and on Amazon. The executive producer of the Golden Age of Baseball is Greg Ricks. Our engineer is Mark Robinson, and our podcast coordinator is Abby Robinson.